G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Josephus, he said the zealots were, quote, agree in all things with the Pharisaic notions, but they have an inviolable attachment to liberty and say that God is to be their only ruler and Lord, Mm. end quote. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. There were a number of religious groups or denominations in Judaism at the time of Christ. We've so far learned about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Scribes, and the lesser-known Essenes. But there was another group as well, but most don't realize them as being religious. They were the Zealots, and that's who we're going to learn about on this program. The name kind of gives something away. They were Zealous. They were the Zealots. But what exactly did that actually mean? Because the Bible doesn't really give much of a definition. Only that they existed and that they were noted for using a violent resistance against Rome. And actually one of the disciples was a zealot. Yeah, that's right. Well, the uh, disciples are listed in a few places, but Matthew 10, 2-4 is one of those. And it says, Now the names of the twelve apostles are these, the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, and James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. Yeah, so there were actually two Simons, Simon Peter, who Mm -hmm. just became Peter, and yes, Simon the Zealot. And from what I've read about the Zealots, they were a political movement of Jews within Judea whose sole purpose was the overthrow of Roman occupation. So the name or the, the title Zealot means to be someone burning with zeal to be used of God as jealous of any rival and sternly vindicating his control, to defend and uphold a thing, to vehemently contend for something. So basically the goal of the zealots was to vindicate God's control over his own people and their land and their independence from Roman governance and paganism. And the zealots were both religious and political patriots all rolled into one. Mm. So in in their mind, uh, God's control had been wrested away from his own people and his own land and nation, and they wanted to get it back for him mm. because he couldn't do it himself. Yeah, that's right. It's yes. kind of thing. We'll help really? you out. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of crazy, isn't it? Um, Josephus actually wrote about the zealots and said that they were founded by a gentleman by the name of Judas of Galilee and Zadok, a Pharisee. And he said that the zealots were, quote, agree in all things with the Pharisaic notions, but they have an inviolable attachment to liberty and say that God is to be their only ruler and Lord, mm. end quote. So they certainly were very zealous, but I guess in some respects you could say that they were almost like religious terrorists, weren't they? Well, yeah, and and they wouldn't be the only ones in history to ever have that kind of an attitude. I mean, we, you could say that about the first thousand years or more of the church. You can say that about Islam. You can say that about Buddhism. You can say that about pretty much any religious belief, even atheism. 
They believe in it so strongly that they're willing to to kill and maim for it. So they're, mm. they're not alone. They're not unique. But yeah, I think you could say that they were religious terrorists, so to speak. And again, like all those others I just mentioned, they use their religion as a justification yeah. to commit heinous acts. So the zealots basically had the same theology as the Pharisees. So they were religious conservatives. They held the scripture to be very sacred and the law sacrosanct, <laughs> even if they broke it for religious yeah, that's reasons. Right. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> they believed in life after death. Uh, they believed in the resurrection, the coming of Mashiach, as well as the future messianic kingdom when all men would be redeemed and liberated. Uh, so it's pretty good on all of that, but their methodology of reaching that point was more than questionable. So, so to be zealous is okay, but to be a zealot, maybe not so much. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's funny, isn't it? It's, it's almost like an attitude of, I need to give God a hand. Because mm. uh, if I don't get in there and slaughter his enemies, well, he just can't. Yeah. He won't make it. It's crazy, isn't it? So were the zealots the only patriotic group that were around at this time, or were there others that were similar to them? Groups like the Sakari. I don't know if you've ever read any novels or watched movies from that time. They talked about the Sakari. They would hide in the mountains and rocks where travellers were. And the Sakari, they were patriotic to a degree, although that wasn't their primary goal. And they really weren't religious. Mm. I don't. I really don't think you can say that they're religious, but akin to the zealots, I guess. So I guess the Sakari were more prone to be becoming just like assassins, really, weren't they? They would just, they'd just bump people off that they didn't like. Yeah, they did. And Look, I think they they targeted Romans and foreigners. I think they did see them as invaders and therefore fair game. They had mm. no right to be there, so tough luck if they lost their lives or something. But I think even if they kind of started with a patriotic bent, the Sicarii basically just became a band of thieves hiding in the rocks or hiding in, to waylay somebody who had, who had something they wanted mm. and they just killed people and took it. They were pretty nasty guys, actually. The Jewish Encyclopedia describes the zealots this way, quote, zealous defenders of the law and of the national life of the Jewish people, name of a party opposing with relentless rigor an attempt to bring Judea from under the domination of idolatrous Rome and especially of the aggressive and fanatical war party from the time of Herod until the fall of Jerusalem and Masada. So they were there for a span of time. Mm. They came up basically to destroy Rome and when basically Rome really crushed the last of the zealots and the you know the rebels, it was all over by the shouting for them. See, Rome would always allow, when they conquered a nation, they would allow everybody to observe their own religious you know, views and the cults or whatever it was, whatever they believed. So long as Rome, Romans could worship their gods as well, they only had one stipulation and that was that the people um, acknowledged that Caesar is God as well. Mm. And that was the sticking point for the Jews. They, just, they could not go there. They yeah. thought, and we're not going to tolerate all of this idolatry. So by the time Rome had really put down the rebellion, the zealots sort of, they had their day, they were dangerous. Mm. But once Rome put the final you know, nail in the coffin, they were no more. And so I guess the final nail really was Masada, wasn't it? That was where they had this uh, stronghold that they were holed up in. But ultimately, the Romans did come and, and knock them off there. Yeah, and I think that was probably that probably was the last stand for the zealots. Um, the uh, Jerusalem had been sacked, 
and all of the, well, they called them the rebels, but they were the zealots. The, these were the stalwart holdouts. They would not bow the knee to mm. Rome. And they eventually fled out into the wilderness to Herod's Winter Palace fortress opposite the Dead Sea. And this thing is amazing, absolutely amazing. And the resources that had been stored up there with water and food and weapons. And so, yeah, the zealots actually went up there. It's a it's a 1,300 foot above the Dead Sea is how high it was. There was only one way up there. It's called the Snake Path. It's this little zigzag path. Mm. And the ancient Snake Path is there to this day. Oh, wow. I've walked up it. I've walked down it. It's an amazing <laughs> sight. And the Romans besieged the mountain. And for three years, these the zealots held them off. In the end... The uh, Romans built a big siege ramp up the back. It took them a long time and eventually the Romans, they broke through the gate. They thought they were going to go in the next morning. They actually went down back to their camp that we'll go up and do this in the morning when we feel fresh. <laughs> and the last of the zealots, they cast lots and determined that um, it was better to die as free men rather than be taken slave and have their, their wives and their children raped and enslaved and them all slaughtered. So they, they actually killed each other with one man standing and he committed suicide. They piled all of their weapons and resources there so that when the Romans came up, they would know that they didn't mm. win because of the siege. Or they didn't win because they'd run out of, of weapons or anything. They chose to die as free men. Mm. It was a bit of a bittersweet, hollow victory for the Romans. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a little bit of a look at the Zealots, but we're going to continue our look at this next time, and particularly looking at Simon the Zealot, who was one of Jesus' 12 disciples. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.